It's the Americhicks with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Hey, welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. And indeed, we dissect the issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. I'm the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. And I have a little favor to ask you. If you would go to Facebook and like Americhicks, that would be great. I'm told that we need just a few more likes to get to whatever the next level is. So go to Americhicks on Facebook and like me. That would be just great. Tonight is a big night. We will be having our next Vino in Veritas. Uh, as many of you know, I'm partnering with, with Dr. Tom Cranwitter and his team at Speak Easy Ideas and Jen Hewlin owner of Waters Edge Winery over in Centennial, to bring you Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. Dr. Cranawitter is creating a fascinating lecture series on the Federalist Papers. We're meeting the fourth Monday of each month throughout 2019. The great news is we're sold out. The bad news is that we're sold out, but get on the wait list. I talked to Bethany over at Speakeasy Ideas last night as we were setting up the sound system. And uh, she said that the the wait list is to a point where I think that in March we're going to be starting another Vino and Veritas. So be sure and uh, go ahead and sign up for the wait list. Our January presenting sponsor was uh, Harmony Ridge Construction. And they're building homes and usually making friends in the process. So if you have a, a home project, a, a new bathroom or new kitchen, my understanding is that really increases the value of your home. Be sure and uh, check out Rafe Patton and the whole, all the guys over there at Harmony Ridge Construction. They can do a super job for you and create great value for your home. And then February's presenting sponsor tonight is Susan Kochevar. She's the owner of the historic 88 Drive-In Theater. And Susan will be joining us tomorrow morning to, to let us know what she learned uh, tonight at uh, Vino and Veritas. And spring is right around the corner. Susan plans to open the 88 Drive-In sometime in March. And so thank you to our presenting sponsors. First thing out of the box here, a little inspiration. Harry Kemp, he said, the poor man is not he who is without a scent, but he who is without a dream. And then today's funnies, um, a Facebook post from the Galveston County for Trump, the official Bernie Sanders drinking game. Every time the Bernster mentions a free government program, you chug somebody else's beer. So the show today, we're going to get to it in just a moment. We have two moms, excuse me, a mom and a dad on the line. Uh, Their kids are are in the Boulder Valley School District. Uh, They want to remain unidentified because they're concerned about retribution from the Boulder Valley School District, as well as the radical progressive activists that are pushing this, uh, this religion, if you will, transgenderism, LGTBQ, 
uh, on our kids. And I thought uh, we were supposed to keep religion out of school. huh? Wasn't that the whole thing? Anyway, we'll be talking to them in a couple of minutes. And then uh, I made a deal with uh, Jason uh, over at GRASP, that is the Gang Rescue and Support Program, that uh, I would read the book, The Other West Moore, and he would watch the movie Gifted Hands, which is the story of Dr. Ben Carson. And so Jason will be joining me in the third and fourth segment. We'll be talking about that as well. Before we talk to these Boulder Valley School District parents, though, uh, Steve, you've got Kamala Harris. And she was recently uh, on, a, on a program talking about marijuana. And then we'll talk about her father's response. So let's hit that sound bite. Yeah, she was on the Breakfast Club out of New York City. And this is you know where the conversation went. Also, and I know the answer to this, too, they say you oppose legalizing weed. That's not true. I know. <laughs> and, and, and look, I joke about it, half joking. Half my family's from Jamaica. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, her father decided to weigh in on this. Donald J. Harris is an emeritus professor of economics at the prestigious University Stanford. He was born in Jamaica and is a naturalized U.S. citizen, according to his Stanford University biography. This is what he said. My dear departed grandmothers, as well as my deceased parents, must be turning in their grave right now to see their family's name, reputation, and proud Jamaican identity being connected in any way, jokingly or not, with the fraudulent stereotype of a pot-smoking joy seeker and in the pursuit of identity politics. Speaking for myself and my immediate Jamaican family, we wish to categorically disassociate ourselves from this travesty. Wow. Suffice it to say, Dad's not going to get a Father's Day card this year. He may not. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. So stay tuned on all that stuff. Well, I don't know we need to move on here. But, you know, in this business, you're never really off, even when it's the weekend. This story popped out at me yesterday, and I, I sent it to you right away. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because when Kamala Harris or anybody like her is out there, publicly speaking, it's almost like every word that comes out of my mouth is... 100% solid, and, and everybody who knows me would approve. Well, when Dad <laughs> goes Dad. out of his way to make a statement like that, that's, that's an eye-opener. Well, that's for sure. Particularly, you know, she is a senator from California, and she's also running for president. So for her father to come out and uh, actually say this, uh, you know, clearly, he's unhappy. So, But let's go ahead, and we've got a lot going on today. Uh, I have on the line with me a mom and a dad who have children in the Boulder Valley School District. So let's start with uh, mom. Uh, Hi, this is Kim Munson. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. And you guys want to remain unidentified because uh, of potential retribution is my understanding. Yeah. um, Just, you know, I feel like we're definitely in the minority here. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, that would be great. Um, Well, tell us what happened. I kind of wanted... Yeah, I kind of wanted to start out with um, kind of the BBSD, our Boulder Valley School District communication that was sent. Um, We got an email on Friday, uh, November 16th, the day before we all got out for uh, Thanksgiving break. Um, We got an email from the assistant principal regarding um, the first couple paragraphs regarding a lockdown that had just occurred um, the success of a bike coat food drive, and then finally at the very bottom, a save the date for a transgender musical performance uh, performed by the 
performed by Phoenix, Colorado's Transgender Community Choir, um, in an attempt to promote acceptance and inclusivity. Um, at the bottom of the email, there were also three YouTube videos, um, activist YouTube videos that were attached um, that they were uh, letting us know that our kiddos, um, kindergarten through fifth grade, would be watching these videos and then um, heading to go see a transgender play uh, at following these videos. And I just wanted to kind of um, quote a few lines from these videos just to kind of give you an idea of what these videos entailed. Um, they are created by um, queer kids stuff. Um, the first video is called he, she, they, what is gender? And one of the quotes from there, it's um, a conversation going on. It says, Lindsay, I still don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. Well, Teddy, some people aren't boys or girls. Some people are boys, some people are girls, and some people are people. I don't feel like a he or a she. So I guess my pronoun is they. And then she says, that's really awesome, Teddy. Um, the second video called No More Gender Roles uh, states that gender roles are mean. They're not fun. They're a big problem. Um, and we're teaching kids as young as seven about bathrooms. Um, one of the quotes from this video uh, says, everyone should just be able to pee. Peeing shouldn't be so complicated. Gender is complicated, but peeing shouldn't be. Um, and this, again, was deemed age-appropriate for kids as young as seven. Um, this was a grade second through fifth um, is what that specific video was um, deemed age-appropriate for. And then the third video um, in, included girls dressing as boys and boys dressing as girls, name changes going on, that sort of thing. Um, it was a little cartoon. But that's just kind of what our kids were seeing. I I did not go to the actual play. Um, I think B, um, who is also on here, did attend the play and actually went and saw the video that they showed. Um, and after a lot of parent backlash, we got there was I guess a lot of parent backlash. Um, the principal did send out an email saying they would only be seeing one of those three videos, um, not all three. So. Yeah, but, but still, yes, the still goal again here, right? <laughs> still one right. of them. You know, I, I'm going to date myself, but I remember when I was in kindergarten. I mean that 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 wasn't even on my mind, and you know, it seemed like we were just right. trying to learn our ABCs, stand in a line, keep our hands to ourselves, and right. you know, um, this is a real disservice to our children, and this is an mm -hmm. agenda. And uh, mom, uh, an identified mom, uh, this is this is a religion. Uh, you know, it is, it is right. a worldview and it is a religion. And you know, one of the things that I really read in in the Bill of Rights is that that we have freedom of religion. However, Congress, however, government is not to be funding or pushing a specific religion. And here we see that we are using tax dollars to indoctrinate our children to not even right. really, you know, we talk about nature and, and, and um, 
you know, just basically nature. And and this is a this is like a lie that we are teaching our kids that they're not a boy or a girl. I mean, that right. is one of the most fundamental things. Uh, and um, absolutely, we're going to go to break here in just a minute. But um, some there's some gals that I know very well that are really. Um, organizing something. And so Wednesday, this Wednesday, which is February 27th at noon, uh, down at the Capitol, there will be a rally. And it is Coloradoans rally against the radical sex ed bill, which is House Bill 191032. And uh, all of us, we need to we need to stand up for our children. Great societies and great people care how they treat their neighbors and what they pass on to their children. And this is a fight, and you need to show up. And so that's going to be Wednesday, February 27th, 12 to 1, and it'll be at the Capitol Building right down there at the Gold Dome. So we're going to go to break because I want to talk to uh, an identified dad here. Before we do that, though, um, one of my valued sponsors is Hooters Restaurants. And my story with Hooters is a story of liberty, free markets, and a conservatarian perspective. It stems from when I served as a city councilwoman in Lone Tree. And if you're interested in learning more about this, just email me at kimandamerichicks.com. And I love sports, individuals working hard to be the best they can be, compete, to win or lose. Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. The Nuggets, the Avs, baseball is going to start shortly. And March Madness is right around the corner. As a KU basketball fan, I love March Madness. So Hooters is the place to watch the games. Specials start at $10 for a draft and 10 bonus wings. And Hooters wings can fly. You can have them delivered right to your front door. When the girls come over on Wednesday nights, I order Hooters new smoked wings. They're delicious and on only half the calories. So order Hooters wings to go or have them delivered right to your front door. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we are talking with parents in the Boulder Valley School District regarding the push uh, to uh, uh, um, teach transgenderism and the LGBTQ agenda to our children. We'll be right back. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Working 
Oh, yes, it is a Monday. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. I dissect issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left or agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. And I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective and would greatly appreciate if you would go to Facebook and like AmeriChicks. That would be a really great thing. Let's jump right in here. We're talking with uh, two parents from Boulder Valley that have kids in the Boulder Valley School District uh, regarding uh, videos that uh, and um, uh, a choir that was going to be present um, singing at their kids' school, promoting, pushing, enforcing uh, transgenderism and the LGBTQ agenda. So, Dad, uh, what happened? Uh, you actually went to the concert, is that right? Yeah, I decided I really needed to figure out what was going on here, and um, it had uh, p- been picked up on uh, CBS Four uh, on the TV news, and the school had offered parents an opt out, but we didn't think it was worth it, so we kept our kids home. And uh, so I went to my daughter. Now, now just a, an opt out would mean that they just didn't go. They would be at school, but they just wouldn't be in that room. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. They said, well, we, we're going to give them an alternative activity since so many people are upset about it. And um, so but we, we were a little concerned. We, we didn't know what was going on. So I, I said, well, I'm going to leave the kids at home. I'm going to go to her first grade class. And that's where I really figured out, wow, this is this is crazy. Um, when I got there, um, they left the kids who were supposed to be opted out in the classroom and showed them the uh, queer kids stuff videos uh, that the mom just described. Uh, and then. So uh, hold, the hold, hold, hold on, hold on. So parents opted out so the kids wouldn't go to this concert that was being put on by a transgender choir. But then the kids were in a classroom being shown a transgender video. Am, am I hearing Correct. that right? Yes. Yeah. They, would, they did not actually opt the kids out of the video or the classroom discussion. And I think that was the worst part. That's where they really defined everything and pushed their point of view on these poor little kids. First, in first grade, right? Uh, in first grade, yeah, kindergarten through fifth, all of them received this instruction. Astounding. Yeah. So what, what happened, the teacher showed the video, and then she said, Oh, kids, you know, we've been reading books about this all week. Um, and the books say, oh, you have a choice about who you are. It is what you feel like on the inside that matters most. And, and that just floored me. I couldn't believe, what do you mean, uh, based on your gender, what, how you feel inside is who you are? It's a weird philosophy um, <laughs> that could be wrong, right? If you feel lousy about yourself inside, is that who you are? It's something I really disagree with. Um, and then she had the kids tell their, t- quote, talking partner, what what was in the video and how they feel like on the inside. And they were supposed to tell their talking partner, are you a he, a she, or a they, in first grade? This is absolutely astounding. Now, you know, there's this awful sex education bill. Uh, it's the hypersexualization of our children. It's not letting kids be kids. I mean, I have to tell you, Dad, that, that uh, this kind of stuff was so far, I mean, from what I would ever think about in kindergarten, first grade. Uh, this is, a, I think, an indoctrination that is a real disservice to our children because it goes in the face of nature's law. And, uh, I mean, it is so fundamental uh, that there is male and female. And uh, to actually go, I, go against this, I mean, I, I'm astounded. So 
has anybody done anything about it? Yeah. So, so absolutely. And I, I wanted to tell you also a little bit about the musical. So this is the part where a few kids were kept out if they had opted out. And they, they um, basically it was a group of about 10 or 12 transgender people. And, you know, they weren't scarily dressed or anything like that, but they did a, a musical. And in it, um, there's a gender-conflicted raven. And the raven says, I don't feel like a girl on the inside. I can't be a girl. I don't feel like a girl. And then they have a Dr. Squirrel on the stage who, quote, detects a faint heartbeat, and he treats the raven by turning the raven from a girl into a boy um, right there on stage, and right in front of the kids. And they were saying, oh, this is so great. Now, now this is a boy, not a girl. And, and so, you know, we were astounded. We lost complete trust in the school. So we went ahead and we filed a uh, complaint with the Boulder Valley School District. Uh, when we found out this is actually against Boulder Valley School District's own policies, and they weren't willing to admit that. Um, and so we, we put in the complaint. They had, believe it or not, three months to reply to our complaint. And come our deadline in February uh, this past week, they didn't respond to our complaint after 45 days. And um, so we sent an email. We said, well, wait a second. You've missed your deadline. And... Um, they did respond um, shockingly incompetently. Um, they didn't answer the central question. Why can you feed sexuality information to kindergartners without the required opt-out form that they're required by state law and their own policy to send home? And their response uh, was that that does not apply because we were trying to make a transgender child feel welcome. And they have a policy that says, we want transgender children to feel welcome, and, and that's, that's what's happened in that state bill, like you're saying, is um, the, the state bill, somewhere in the text, we've seen there is no opt-out for transgender items. They say, oh, you could opt-out, and, and a lot of this stuff you can opt-out um, and, and keep your kids home and things like that, but the transgender stuff, they want to... They want to do that in every part of the curriculum. Right. So what you could opt out, my understanding, I've read the bill, is, is uh, ideally it kind of has this little opt-out language in there, which, you know, I think it was would be in the sex education curriculum. But as you just mentioned, it is, uh, it's in all the curriculum. So something I think it was either you or, or mom said was, that they had been reading books. I think you said that they had been reading books all week on that. So there's no way that that busy parent that uh, tried to opt out, they don't even realize uh, that, that, that they've been reading books and pushing this. Um, and, you know, education, education of uh, everyday ordinary people was very important to the founders of our country. But they wanted to to aspire to 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 be you know aspire to excellence, be the very best that we can be, to be able to read and to be able to write and to be able to think. And this uh, this push, this is really a religion. And in a way, I think our founders understood that, where they said the government shall not be um, pushing any particular religion. This is pushing a particular religion, a particular worldview. Um, and, and I'm really concerned about this. I think, um, you know, Boulder Valley School District denied a sent classical academy charter schools charter. 
just recently, and the, the State Board of Education, uh, and they, they went to the State Board, and they also denied it. And I think that it is time that we need to start to starve the beast of uh, money to public education. And I think people need to start to possibly homeschool their kids. Uh, and we need to also, I think, start to figure out ways to give scholarships to families that can't afford a private school. So, Mom, uh, your yeah. final your my final thought, and then I'll go to you, Dad. And we're, and we're out of time, but I really appreciate you having the courage to call in and to step up, and uh, I'm with you. I just want you to know that I'm with you. So, Mom, your final thought. Yes, um, and one thing I, I, I know you touched on is our tax dollars, and one of the things that I wanted, um, and I know after, file, after um, the formal complaint was filed, um, it was discovered that um, Boulder Valley School District has actually been uh, financially sponsoring um, a transgender activist group uh, called A Queer Endeavor. And A Queer Endeavor has actually been training all of our teachers in Boulder Valley School District on how to include this material in our curriculum. And that was something that I was not aware of um, and totally caught me off guard. Um, a lot of people and a lot of people... Um, we, I mean, we are paying tax dollars, and especially with the Ascent Classical, um, we are paying tax dollars, and we have nowhere to go. We and that would, you know, Ascent Classical would would provide us um, with an option um, that does more align with our values and our beliefs. Um, and yeah, like you said, it did get it did get denied. So um, hopefully, there's more to come on that. But um, but yeah, just. Um, Partnering with a queer endeavor caught me off guard. Um, I'm not sure what they're teaching our kids in the classroom. Um, and I, I am a, my heart really does hurt for these kids who are genuinely unhappy in their own skin. Um, I just don't think that teaching kids that they can be a boy or a girl um, teaches kids to be in, inclusive and kind. I think it's two separate issues. Um, and I don't, I don't think, um, I, I don't think this has anything to do with inclusivity. So. Oh, okay, thank you so much, Mom. And Dad, your final thought. Yeah, I think, you know, this is going to be every school in Colorado if this bill goes through is, you know, they're going to be, as as this activist group says, queering the classroom. They're going to be putting this in everywhere. And what is a parent to do? They're, they're stuck with this, this kind of crazy activism on their kid. It's uh, unconscionable. Yeah, it is unconscionable. So uh, keep us apprised of what's going on on that, and uh, appreciate both of you calling in this morning. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show today. Uh, we've got Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. Oh, we will in just a minute. Hold on just a second. So what can you do? One of the things that you can do regarding this is to be down at the Capitol on Wednesday from noon to 1 uh, for a rally against this horrible sex education bill, which is uh, House Bill 191032. My friends, we've all got to do something. And if you can't make it to the Capitol, then be sure and email and call Senator Don Corum, who is a Republican, who is a sponsor of this bill. He is uh, the Republican senator from the Montrose area. Be sure and email Nancy Todd. She's also one of the sponsors of the bill. And then also uh, Representative Londine, or Lontine. Uh, those are the sponsors on the bill. And hopefully we can uh, encourage them to pull this bill so that it does not, um, does not go to the floor. Uh, do we have Jason on the line? Okay. Hey, Jason McBride, how are you doing this morning? 
Hey, I'm doing good, Kim. How are you? You got a, a show that's on fire today. I tell you, we sure do. But, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit. We're, we're looking at the week here. We talk a lot about stocks. But sure. what about bonds? Explain to that to our listeners. Well, stocks are exciting. Most of the time when we're talking about the market, we're talking about the stock market because it's uh, more in the public eye. More people talk about it. It seems to be more exciting. But don't forget, there's a, a market out there of bonds as well, where is kind of a piece of ownership in a company, Kim. A bond is kind of a loan you make to a company, and you get paid interest on it. Uh, hopefully get the loan paid back in almost all cases you do. And there's different kinds. Uh, you know, Kim, a treasury bond is a loan to the U.S. government. Um, there's foreign bonds with other countries that uh, some of them to smaller countries are considered riskier, but you get a, a much higher interest rate. Uh, we've got high-yield bonds, which are sometimes called junk bonds, again, uh, considered riskier, but you get a higher interest rate. And then there, there's another type that uh, people haven't heard as much of that aren't really a bond, but it's called a senior loan, where, again, it, it's similar to a bond. It's a loan of money to a company, uh, but in uh, most cases, unlike a bond, a senior loan has some kind of uh, collateral where you actually have a, uh, a lien against part of the company's assets or something like that. So those are sometimes considered more secure. Uh, sometimes they still pay higher interest rates. So there, there's a lot of different types of bonds out there, too, Kim. And I think a lot of times folks just kind of spend a lot of time picking out kind of their stock holdings and the bond stuff that, well, we'll just put it in that one and kind of forget about it. But don't forget, there's a variety there as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so there's different yields kind of depending on, uh, like the treasuries are considered the most secure and then uh, you'll get a different interest rate, kind of depending on what the market says they think the risk is regarding that company. So, so they're really a, a good thing to also have within a portfolio, too, generally. I think they are. Um, I don't know if they're good or bad to have in. I'll let uh, individual people make that judgment. But okay. most people do tend to have both. And uh, I think, uh, you know, you should spend some time researching the bond uh part of your portfolio, too, the same way you would want to do some digging on the stock part to understand what exactly it is that you're, that you're buying to the best degree you can. Well, got it. So now uh, you would take a, a look at people's nest eggs if uh, they wanted to just kind of maybe take a look at the bond portfolio. You would help them out with that over at chickspresidential.com at chickspresidential.com. And that phone number at Presidential Wealth Management is 303-694-1600. Uh, and you or any of the fine people over there at Presidential can help people out, right? That is correct. I'm Just because I'm the big mouth on your show doesn't mean <laughs> I'm the only person there, Kim. Okay. Well, Jason, thanks so much. We will talk to you tomorrow, and we'll be right, All right. We'll be right back with Jason with uh, GRASP, which is the Gang uh, rec Rescue and Support Program regarding uh, the book The Other Westmore and the movie Gifted Hands, The Story of Ben Carson. We will be right back. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. 
As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Social media is important to the Americhicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where I dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the latest uh, guest topics and important events. I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you would go to uh, Facebook and like AmeriChicks. That would be great. Offering you a conservatarian perspective. I have on the line with me Jason with uh, GRASP, which is the Gang Rescue and Support Program. Uh, Jason, welcome. It's great to have you here. Great to have you. Sorry I couldn't be in the studio today. <laughs> he sounds like you're having a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, bad, bad battery, so couldn't make it in. I'd love to be in there, but uh, just couldn't make it this morning. Well, not, not a problem. You know, and uh, last time we were together, well, first of all, Jason, quickly explain to uh, the listeners what it is you do exactly. Uh, I am an education specialist for GRASP, which is Gang Rescue and Support Project. Um, basically, basically, my job is to uh, show kids in, in communities uh, that are affected by gangs uh, different educational and employment opportunities that they have available. So I mentor a lot of kids and uh, try to find them um, ways out of the, the situations. That's that's really important work. And uh, we had made this deal, and and I I didn't keep my whole end of the bargain up. I have to, in full disclosure, say that life has just been really crazy and. Uh, I agreed that I would read The Other West more, and I didn't get the book finished. So I'm going to do that over the next week or so, but um, I have to give full disclosure. But you kept your part of the bargain up. You watched the movie of Gifted Hands. Yes, and I actually really, really enjoyed it. It really kind of made um, Ben Carson look kind of cool. Like, he was really, um, you know, putting himself out there and, and risking everything to, you know, do the right thing. So I really, really did uh, enjoy that movie. Okay, well, let's jump in here right now. Let's talk about the book, The Other West Moore. And this is about two kids that lived in Baltimore, and they happened to have the same name. And and their story was similar in a number of ways. One went on to great success. The other ended up, uh, he was taking part uh, in a robbery with uh, his brother. Right. And uh, the right. security guard, who was a off-duty police officer, a father of five, uh, was killed. And so the yeah. other Westmore ended up in prison for life. So that does that pretty well kind of set it up? Yes, one ended up in prison for life, the other ended up a Rhodes Scholar. 
What do you think the difference was, Jason, to, after you read the book, what do you think the difference was between the two boys? That is a, that's a great question because if, in the book, as you know, they went through similar circumstances and they don't, you really don't know which is going to be which. Um, I just think the, uh, the other, the one that made it out, the, the ended up a rogue scholar, I think he actually just had more parental support. Um, and then uh, because of that parental support, he was able to, you know, go and, and make it out, go to military school. And then he just, he was just able to open his eyes. Uh, to a different world. So I just think getting out of that community that he was stuck in helped him uh, change his, his circumstances. Well, you mentioned parental support, and it's difficult for a single mom to, you know, you know, make everything work. Uh, and But parental support, and that was another one of the things in Gifted Hands, the story of Dr. Ben Carson, that his mother was, I mean, she was worked hard, but she was very involved in the boy's life as well. Yeah, def- definitely. And if you, if you look at um, uh, the, the, those two stories kind of connect, because if you look at the other West Moore, his mom, you know, kind of mortgaged everything and, and, and borrowed and, and, and begged, borrowed from everyone to get him to that military school. So she knew that his success lied somewhere else and he, he couldn't be where he was at. And I think Ben Carson's mom was the same way that she just wanted the best for her son and, and not for him to end up like so many others uh, getting caught up in, 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 the, in the judicial system. You know, um, Jason, one of the things that I found interesting is when we were having this conversation and I mentioned Ben Carson, you said, oh, the guy with HUD, the uh, uh, Housing uh, Urban Development, uh, which is right. a government program. And I said, did you know his story? And I think you ha- didn't know the other part of him. Were you surprised when you learned uh, about his life? I, I definitely was, and it made me respect Ben Carson in, 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 in an entire different light uh, to see that he went through similar circumstances than a lot of us and overcame those things. It really gave me a respect for Ben Carson. Um, I still don't think he should be the HUD secretary. I still think he should be maybe, you know, a uh, surgeon general. But <laughs> he, he really he really has um, earned my respect because he, 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 you know, came from similar circumstances and then did some things that risked everything and i mean you know the conjoined twins and not having um permission to you know to permit to to perform an operation it's 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 definitely a a great story you know and for those of you that don't know the story uh, dr carson and actually dr carson and wes moore were both at john hopkins uh, university i believe uh, or, yes. or yeah, and I thought that was really intriguing that they were connected in that way. But what I thought was so important was with Dr. Carson's mom, she couldn't read, but she never let the boys yeah. know that. And but she was um, working for uh, a, a, I don't know if the guy was an academic uh, uh, from academia or not, but he had tons of books. And I thought it was so interesting that she saw that the TV was dusty. And she looked at him. She said, have you read all these books? And he said, yeah. And so she comes home that day and she turns the TV off. Ben Carson and his brother are sitting there watching television. And she said, I want a book report. And uh, that, I think, 
parents out there, that is really important. We need to unplug our kids from a lot of the, the oh, yeah. technology. Yeah. What do you see as you're helping kids, uh, uh, you know, regarding technology? I think we need to have the kids, you know, turn it off and actually read books and do reports. I think that that would change things significantly. I think turning it off and, and, and reading and getting back to, um, you know, kind of like an old school thing would definitely hurt, would definitely help mm-hmm. because these kids are too caught up in technology and it does no good. Um, it just keeps them focused on other things. So when you have that phone in their hand, they're not reading or doing anything constructive. They're on Snapchat or social media or some of those things, and they need to be removed, just like any video game. They need to be removed from those things and, and, and kind of grounded in, in, in reality, and I think reading will help them do that. Um, you know, it, it's just too much of, of it, it, everything's in excess these days, and we're not giving these kids um, the things they need to to, uh, to succeed. And, and if you look, if you, li- if you watch Gifted Hands, that's exactly what Ben Carson's mom was all about. Um, she was, you know, ashamed of her situation, not being able to read, and didn't want her sons to know that or or experience those same things. So she pushed and pushed and pushed until they they they, they made them something of themselves. Well, and her his brother went on to be a very successful engineer, and yes, you know, Jason, I believe every child, no matter what the descriptor is, you know, uh, black, white, Hispanic, you know, no matter what the descriptor is. I believe that inside every child is <clears throat> the the ability to strive for excellence, and I think that we yeah. are losing that in our our education system right now. So I'd like you to keep that thought, uh, and um, we're going to come back. We've been talking a bit about in the previous two segments. I don't know if you heard that, but there's this um, sex education bill that's uh, going through the the state house right now. It's House Bill nineteen ten thirty two. And it is the hypersexualization of our kids. It's not letting our children be children. And uh, so when we come back, let's talk about each individual student and what we can do for them so that uh, they can aspire for greatness like Dr. Ben Carson and one of the Westmores. And so we'll be right back. We're talking with Jason with GRASP, which is the Gang Rescue and Support Program. We'll be right back. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Gonna take a sentimental journey. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where I dissect the issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And I am the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. I would greatly appreciate it if you would go to Facebook and like AmeriChicks and offering you a conservatarian perspective. I have on the line with me Jason with Grasp, which is the Gang Rescue and Support Program. 
And uh, we had made a deal that you would watch the movie Gifted Hands about Dr. Ben Carson, and I would read the book The Other West Moore. And I kept up part of my bargain, but not all of it. And I don't like to admit that. I like to always prom- do what I promise, but uh, I tell you, life got a little out of hand, and I didn't get the book finished, so I apologize. Yeah. Jason, no education. I think every, every American knows that the education of our children is so important. And uh, we need to give them the tools to be able to uh, thrive and prosper and succeed. And I grew up and I had a public education. I had a good public education where I learned to read and write and do arithmetic and bookkeeping, how to run a household. I only have one year of college. I do not have a college degree. However, I had this... My dad always said to me, you can do anything that you put your mind to. And I I moved to Colorado, and I worked at a bank, and then I worked on a stock trading desk, and I studied at night, got my stockbroker's license, eventually became one of the youngest vice presidents at Betcher & Company, which is an investment firm, because I believed that anything is possible with hard work. But I had the tools. I could read. I could write. I could do arithmetic. I could do bookkeeping. And I don't think a lot of our kids are getting that. And, in fact, I just looked at the... the, um, Denver public schools graduation rate, I think this is a travesty. It is about 65%. Jason, I think we're letting our kids down, and I believe every kid has in them that ability to thrive and succeed and strive for excellence. I definitely agree with you. Um, Just in, 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 in my work at GRASP, uh, one of the kids that, that we have, and, and there's been several kids that have, you know, uh, excelled in grass once you show them something different. But one of our kids just met uh, President Obama and Steph Curry last week. He was on stage with, with them. Congratulations. Um, this was a kid that had, thank you. This was a kid that had done eight months in, in uh, Seattle, Washington, had, had been kicked out of Seattle until he's 21. Uh, aggravated robbery, beat that case. Came here the day he got the day he got out and got back to Colorado. I got him on my caseload, and he has just excelled. Um, and, and, and in terms of what you're what you're talking about in schools, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I think we've gotten away from just basic, um, you know, education that you know works for our children. Um, remember the old uh, the acronym KISS when you were in school? Keep it simple, Sam, or yeah. <laughs> keep it simple, Sally. Or we're not doing that. We just kept it simple. And uh, got into our kids, uh, you know, in a, into their faces and into their minds, into their hearts, um, like we used to, like like teachers used to in school. Um, you have you have a lot of teachers these days who are a not qualified enough to to teach in in certain communities. And what I mean by that is that some teachers are coming into these communities and not understanding the obstacles uh, that some of these kids are facing outside of the classroom. Uh, you know. With, with, with drug abuse from parents and other things that they don't understand that these kids are going through. So I think that our teachers definitely need to have more training, uh, the ones that are coming into these high-risk high, high risk areas. Uh, secondly, I think we just need to get back to, um, you know, like I said, keeping it simple and putting our kids first. Uh, we went away from that. There are so many parents uh, that I see out there that just have forgot who's the most important in that household, and that's, that's their child. Um, you have a lot of parents out here who's, who's just wanting to, you know, kind of live their life and um, kind of turning their, their kids on, on, on society. And um, that's where we have so many issues with gangs and, and, and other things. 
So I think if we can just, as parents, put our kids first, and as you know, teachers and administrators, um, put our kids' educations first, um, I think we get back to uh, really what, what, what this country is about, and that's instructing our kids and making them great for the future. You know, Jason, one of the, the things in the book, The Other West Moore, it talked about fatherless kids. And I submit to you that Lyndon Johnson and his great society, basically what he said to women is that we will take government will take care of you and your family as long as there's not a man in the house. And, and it decimated uh, not only the black family, it des- has decimated white families and Hispanic families as well. But it, I think it really hit the black community significantly. Mm-hmm. And yes. not only did I, I, do I think that it hurt women and, and children, but I think that it also hurt men. Because in essence, uh, it took the responsibility of, of their actions of, of fathering children and basically, they didn't yeah. have to be responsible for that anymore. And we've got to turn that around. You're doing such great work with GRASP. But how do we turn this around? We, we have to. We, we have so many young uh, parents. These days. I mean, teen parents, uh, you know, early 20s who don't know how to be fathers, who don't know how to, you know, take care of households, who don't know how to run households because they've never learned it because they never had that example. Um, we have to maybe get back to offering some parenting classes to some of these young people um, who are having babies early. We have to get into uh, sex education to maybe prevent some of these things from, from happening at, at such a young age. But to have that father figure in the house is, you know, vital to anybody, black, white, uh, Hispanic, uh, Asian. It doesn't matter. That's what they need. Um I've seen examples all the time um, of kids that don't have fathers in the house. And then some of some, some kids that don't have fathers actually do um, make it and, and be successful. But uh, the, the, the large percentage really don't. Um, in, in my own case, uh, you know, I didn't have my father in my life the way I wanted. And it led me to do some things that um, got me involved in gangs. And I had to uh, teach myself to be a man uh, and get myself out of those things. In, in my situation with my son, I've been in my son's life every day. And he is now on his way. To, he works at Amazon. He's a robotics tech. Uh, he graduated. He's an electrical engineer. And so I think having me in his life really helped him um, avoid all of those other things that, that, that get our young men caught up. So having a father is everything. Well, most definitely. Jason, we are out of time. Now, can I make a deal with you? Because I'm feeling just so guilty that I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Uh, maybe sometime late March, first part of April. Could I have you back on, uh, get you in studio, as long as your car battery works? But I, I want to do my part and, and read this book, The Other West Moore. And uh, so I'd like to get you back on. Does that sound okay? We would love to. I love, I love coming on with you, Kim. Okay, yeah. sounds great. And keep up the good work. Uh, our children are too precious not to do this work, so keep up the good work. Jason with GRASP, that's Gang Rescue and Support Program. And uh, we'll, get you re- uh, we'll get you scheduled for sometime late March, first part of April. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Kim. Okay. And jumping over, Jen Hewlin with uh, Water's Edge Winery is on the line. Jen, how are you doing this morning? 
Good morning, Kim. I am doing amazing. It's a heavy topic this morning. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff out there, that's for sure. I'm excited to get to see you tonight. Vino and Veritas, Demetrius, your chef, is just knocking out, out of the park with the, uh, the food. And, of course, the wine's great, but I can't wait to see you tonight. Well, we are really looking forward to having you guys. It's, uh, it's a great event, um, studying the Federalist Papers. And uh, we're super excited. Well, and there's a lot going on over at Waters Edge Winery in addition to Vino and Veritas. And just a note, if you uh, want to uh, be attending Vino and Veritas, email me, Kim at AmeriChicks.com. We'll get you on the uh, wait list. But there's other things happening at Waters Edge Winery, Jen. Yeah, well, we've recently extended our hours. Uh, the people ask, you know, hey, why aren't you open until 1? You, sh- you serve lunch and... We decided to extend our hours, so we are now open at 11 a.m., Tuesday through Saturday, and we offer a $5 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday. So I know we're in the suburbs. Um, Stop in and grab some wine and have a little lunch. Chef D will be there every day. And uh, we've got stuff going on for Mardi Gras, stuff going on for St. Patrick's Day. You can actually come in and try our green wine. (laughs) You can believe you can make wine green. I know. Unreleased. And you're open every day except Monday, right? Correct, yes. That's when we do all of our our political stuff and community events and things like that. We, We are available for rent on Monday as well. Well, and you really do pay it forward. You are an entrepreneur, and you've got a birthday coming up, right? Oh, yes. It's our fourth birthday coming up. We've, uh, we've been in business four years, and we couldn't be happier to be a part of our community. Um, just like the Zeno and Veritas, we do have a lot of events there. We do gatherings, parties. Uh, we had a pajama party recently. And every big holiday, date nights, we actually even celebrate the men in our community. We have a gentleman's night every Thursday. Uh, we offer 25% off of glasses of wine for the guys just to say thank you for being great dads and fathers and being in our community. We really appreciate the men folk. Okay, well, good. And, and so you're going to do something special for Mardi Gras, which I can't believe it. It's next week. I know. Fat Tuesday, we call it, right before lunch starts. So, yeah, we'll have a king cake and uh, beads and masks, all kind of fun stuff. Okay, and then St. Patrick's Day, what are you doing there? Uh, so the chef has a special menu prepared, um, corned beef and cabbage, Reuben sandwiches, and they'll have a shepherd's pie, and we'll be doing a king cake. So come in and celebrate. We do have some masks for the first handful of people, and uh, yeah, we'll be open all day. Well, and Demetrius, your chef, he just has kind of a twinkle in his eye. I was asking him about what uh, he would have for tonight for Vino and Veritas, and he, he said, oh, I found this great cheese. It's so good. And I'm, I, I mean, you are lucky to have him. He's just, uh, he just has a real heart uh, and soul, really, for food. He does. It's uh, second nature for him. He's just absolutely amazing. We're happy to have him. He'll come out and talk to the customers and find out. We had a group last night with a lot of very special uh, needs for their diet, and so we sent him out, and he said, yep, I'll make something for you. I can cater to whatever you need. So just a great guy, great person, great human. Yep. So, well, I'm excited to see you guys tonight. That is Water's Edge Winery. Jen Hewlin, congratulations on your fourth anniversary. That's fantastic. And, um, you know, happy birthday. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for letting us be a part of your show. We really appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate your partnership. Thank you so much. So we are out of time, but be sure and get Wednesday on your calendar. 
noon down at the Capitol, which is the rally. It's the Coloradoans rally against the radical sex education bill. So. So, wow. How do you do this? How do you put together such an incredible show? Oh, producer Steve. It's because you're running the boards. That's why. <laughs> we just avoid a train wreck by barely every day. <laughs> well, we're, we're planning for success. Booker T. Washington, who was of the last generation of blacks that were born to slaves, he said success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome trying to succeed. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. God bless you, and God bless America.